Welcome to the Downhouse podcast, where you can learn more about Downhouse School. We're looking forward in this series to focusing on useful insights and information for families joining us this September. In this episode, we'll be learning more about the speech and drama opportunities open to all year groups when girls join Downhouse. In this episode, our host, Simon Jones, will be speaking to Rebecca Watson, Head of Extracurricular Drama, and pupils Eliza from the Lower Sixth and Octavia from the Upper Fourth or Year Nine. So we're here today with Becky and Eliza and Octavia. But first of all, with Becky, Mrs. Watson, hello. How are you today? Very well, thank you. Thank you for joining us and thank you for talking to us today about speech and drama. Just tell us for a moment, just to kick us off, what speech and drama is actually all about in a nutshell. So speech and drama is the extra drama lessons that we do here at Downhouse and it encompasses more than just speech and drama. And it goes from all of the year groups from remove all the way through to upper sixth. They can do uh, speech and drama in the lower school and in the upper four. And then from lower fifth upwards, they can choose to do speech and drama, communication skills or musical theatre as a specialism. OK, and how many of the girls at Down actually do this then? So it's really popular here at Down House. Uh, this year we have 203 students who do these lessons with us. So, yeah, a pretty big percentage. Mm. And is this something which all girls are encouraged to do? Is it that the parents are told about it and then they encourage their children or are the girls here at Down encouraged to do it by members of staff? A complete mixture. So it is completely voluntary and it's something that students can sign up to do. We have some students that sign up from the remove and they just keep going all the way through their seven years. And then we have some students who might discover their love of drama throughout their time here and they want to do it as something extra. When did you discover your love of drama? Oh, I think my love of drama started very, very early on. <laughs> I can't remember when I discovered my love of drama. It was always there. But interestingly, I'm so old that you didn't do speech and drama at school when I went to school. I uh, couldn't even do GCSE drama at my school. So for me, the opportunities that these students have is so above and beyond what I got the chance to do. They're very, very lucky. So tell me a bit more about your own background then. I mean, how did you, how did you get into working in this wonderful world of speech and drama and in, in a school as well? Yeah, so I uh, couldn't think of anything I wanted to do other than act. So I went to drama school at 16 and then to Guildford School of Acting, which is a degree course. Drama school when I was a no 19, I took a year out. And then I wanted to be an actress. That was the plan. But like many jobbing actors, I found myself doing lots of other things. And teaching was a really natural thing that I fell into. And so very, very quickly, I decided to be a teacher. And uh, yeah, I have been here for quite a long time. This is my 15th year. And uh, I'm sure that you love teaching. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here and you, you wouldn't be talking about it. But do you ever think to yourself, oh, I wonder what my life would look like if I'd stuck with drama and had gone into full-time acting yeah of course of course always but you know these choices sometimes are made for us and often for the better I'm very happy with the path that has brought me here okay so tell me a bit more then about how the speech and drama actually looks here at Down I mean how does it fit into the timetable for example yeah absolutely so quite different to many other schools the way speech and drama works here is it's embedded into the girls timetables so it's not something they do at lunchtime or after school it's something that they have as a lesson throughout the day it's for 35 minutes a week for their lessons and they do it once a week for the whole school year so 
in some schools you might have like an after-school club, which is yeah, or, this kind or of thing. it fits into lunch times, mm. for example. But so, this yeah. is actually properly embedded into everyday life here. Yeah, absolutely. Which is one of the benefits of the structure of our school day. It's really important to our staff and also our students that speech and drama is treated like any other subject. So tell me then about a situation where a parent might have identified that that their daughter is is going to be perfect for speech and drama. Maybe she's not quite so willing. But the parents got more of an uh, more more of a uh, of an overview as to how they are. Mm-hmm. What happens in that situation? So speech and drama in the remove lower four and upper four, it's a very safe, inclusive sort of uh, lesson type. So whereas some other schools might have speech and drama offered on an individual basis, um, and the students are examined individually, we do the group option. So that means in practice that a student might be doing their lessons and then their ultimate examination with a group of, normally it's three, four and five. We don't tend to go bigger than that if we can avoid it. And that means that they are learning with a group. They have that safety and comfort of having a group of people around them. And then ultimately when they go into the exam, they are not on their own or being mm, isolated or looked at as, as an individual. So. First and foremost, the lessons are really, really fun. And uh, the students, when they first join us, are playing lots of games, developing lots of skills that they might not realise they're developing. So ensemble building, teamwork, collaboration, communication, all of these things that are vital, but we don't teach explicitly. The students are just walking away from the lessons, having had a really great, fantastic time. And then slowly as the term progresses, the the Michaelmas term is when we start, Mm So it starts with all the ensemble building, et cetera, et cetera. And then they'd be starting to quietly explore things that they could use for their examination. And then as the time progresses, they're working towards a piece, but they're devising it themselves in the remove and the upper fourth, they devise. And so it's very much a mutual collaboration. It's not a, you're doing an exam. It's not a high pressure, stressful experience for them. By the time they're doing their exam in the summer term, they've been working on it with the same group, with their teacher for two terms. They've built up a really lovely rapport and relationship and trust. So I always say to them, don't think that you're being examined. Think that you have a captive audience of one that can't go anywhere and will inevitably only have good things to say to you, which which is a lovely thing. Um, So really taking the emphasis off, it's an exam, you're being tested. So so the students that might not realise it's the right thing for them are brought on board because they're having a wonderful, exciting time. And occasionally we will have students and parents that say, well, they're going to do the lessons, but we'd prefer that they don't have the examination. Mm. But I'd say nine times out of 10, the students change their minds and they want to be examined by the time it gets to that. Yeah, absolutely. Because they've worked on this piece. They're enjoying it. They're loving it. They want to be part of that final hurdle. Well, in a minute, I'm dying to ask two of our girls about their experience of that. But before we do that, I've actually got two quick questions for you, which are both linked to each other. The first one is, do, do you feel like something like this will help in other subjects in school where girls get the opportunity to express themselves and sort of let go a little bit? And therefore, it may help them in other subjects too? Absolutely. Uh, There's a large improvised component to speech and drama. And actually, we haven't talked about musical theatre and communication skills, but all of them need some form of improvisation uh, as part of them. And that's what Thinking on Your Feet is all about. There are parts of the exam where, yes, inevitably, you're working on 
elocution and how well you can project your voice, how much you can project a character and storytelling and their vital skills in any subject. And then my linked question to that, am I wrong to even ask a question like that? Because it sort of indicates that something like this is is there to support other subjects, whereas actually it's important enough to stand on its own two feet. Yes, absolutely. And I will always stand there on my soapbox and say drama is at the core <laughs> of everything. Rightly so. Uh, yes. <laughs> they are the soft skills that they pick up along the way, but also they are the really finite, determined, speaking loudly, being able to show who you are. I mean, yes, we talk about character, but it's the same concept, whether you're showing a character or whether you're showing who you are. Yeah, vitally important to life and to drama and to school. Thank you for that, Becky. Uh, we're going to speak to Eliza now and find out Eliza's own experiences of speech and drama. Hello, Eliza. How are you, first of all? I'm very well, thank you. And just remind us which year, which year you're in. I'm in Lower Six. I'm in the first year of A-levels. Okay, and which A-levels are you taking? I'm doing drama, English literature and Italian. Okay, just tell us why you chose those then. Well, I chose drama because I've always loved it. I've done it since day one and... I thought that it did go really well with English and that's possibly something I want to do at university. And then I was, I mean, I was debating between Italian and geography, but I ended up choosing Italian just because I love it. And I thought it'd be a bit different. Now, Mrs. Watson's been t telling us all about speech and drama and what, what it's like from a staff point of view. But tell us what your experience is like as a girl here at school. I mean, I started doing speech and drama in Remove. And at the beginning, I remember it, it, it is a really fun lesson because you start off playing games and you make new friends because you're in groups. And then as you get older and when you start to sort of mature with your acting ability, you can choose your own pieces and you start to do more challenging pieces, which is also very exciting. Mm -hmm. And I think the exams at the end of each year, it's just sort of a way to show other people what you've done, mm -hmm. which, I mean, I really love. Almost like a medal board then for the work yeah, exactly. that you've done. Mm. And you mentioned about some of those pieces. Tell us what some of those have looked like. Well, um, I mean, they can vary from doing Shakespeare. We've done some Oscar Wilde and then some modern day uh, writers or some ones that are not very well known. But I mean, when you're younger, one of the components, we had to create a story from like a newspaper article. So, I mean, you get a lot of creative freedom with what you do. And were some of your friends doing this at the time when you when you started doing it? Or did you make new friends because you were doing it? Well, both, I'd say. I mean, I did make some new friends um, when I first started because, I mean, it's a group of about four or five. So, I mean, every single week, you, so you do end up quite close. And then, and so at the beginning of this year, so the girl I do speech and drama with, we were able to choose because of how the timetables worked, which was really nice. Mm -hmm. So basically, I'm just, I get a free lesson a week with one of my really good friends. So, yeah. And then when you're watching like films on television or seeing a, a, a stage production in the West End, how does it make you change the way that you look at it based on what you're learning here at school? Well, I mean, definitely when I watch stage productions, I'm able to notice the techniques that they use. And a lot of the time I find that I can sort of take what they do and how they do it because you can see how they do it with their physical movement and use that in my pieces which has definitely helped the older I've gotten especially with normal drama lessons as well. Now of course you're, say you're saying all of the right things about speech and drama because we're here uh, with Mrs Watson but tell me about how you actually feel when you're doing it. Running up to the exam is when the nerves do start to kick in but it it's almost the adrenaline is is really exciting because I mean, I think you've spent you've spent all year working towards an exam. So obviously there will be a little bit of pressure. But I mean, 
when you're in the room, the examiner's always so lovely because they're not there to catch you out. They're just there to sort of almost help you do better and sort of, you know, pick out the good bits of what you do. And I mean, I mean, at the very beginning, it's definitely helped my confidence, especially when I've been on stage, um, because it puts you out of your comfort zone in a really good way, which I think is really important. And when you are on stage, which activity of being on stage do you enjoy the most? Is it the acting? Is it the, I don't know whether or not you sing as well? I mean, kind of. We're doing, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're doing a musical and I'm, I, do have, I do have a song in it. So I guess I do. Okay. <laughs> and which musical are you doing? We're doing Chicago. Okay. And which character are you playing? I'm playing Amos Hart. You're enjoying doing this, I presume? Yeah, it, it's definitely different. I've never had sort of a solo song before. So this is definitely pushing me out of my comfort zone, but I'm excited, so... Do you feel like it's good to be pushed out of your comfort zone from time to time? Definitely. It's really important because in subjects, I mean, sort of like maths and science, you're never going to be pushed out of your comfort zone to the extent that you are in drama. Because, I mean, especially when you do improvisation, it can be quite awkward at the beginning. Mm-hmm. But then you just sort of have to do it a couple of times. I mean, I, I still struggle doing improvisation, even though I'm in front of my teacher and my friend. But the more you do it, the more you realise that it's, I mean, it's okay to not get everything right the first time. And I think, I think it is really important to be pushed out of your comfort zone because that way you can know when sort of, it means you just don't limit yourself as you would. Good answer. Thank you for that, Eliza. And we're going to speak to Octavia now as well. Octavia, cracking name. It's fantastic. It's very, very good. You're in upper four. Yeah, year nine. Year nine. Okay, thank you for that. Tell us about what your involvement in speech and drama is then. So I do speech and drama every week and I'm in a group with four other girls. And right now we're doing a devised piece where we have to make our own script. And our exam's in about three weeks. So we're learning lines and blocking getting blocking already and kind of like just performing it as much as we can okay so you're you're writing it and performing it then yeah right gosh so how do you start that whole writing procedure well it was a really hard process at the beginning because it took us about three weeks to decide what we were actually gonna base our script around but I think since there are like quite a few girls in my group we found it easier because then we kind of all work together we had to get a few few ideas from our teacher and we had to get a few articles from online to help us but in the end we kind of just pulled a script together and our teacher also helped us write it. How do you feel like this could help you in other parts of not necessarily other subjects but just other parts of your life? Well I think script writing like making your own script uh, like really helps with like other subjects like English for instance but also it's just like another way of like getting really creative with yourself and like just kind of even if you don't get it right at first just like kind of putting everything down on a piece of paper and then like making it into your own in a way if you're watching a a stage production yourself do you enjoy watching musicals or or something more serious or comedies or i love watching musical and like comedies i also like seeing how like blocking as well so like how they use the stage and yeah tell me about some of the favorite musicals you've seen well we did lion king last year which was really really fun Ah, and and you were in that way uh yeah i was in the ensemble it was very fun it were you were with your friends the costume like trying on the costumes the rehearsals were really fun it was just such a fun process we also went to see Newsies which was a really good musical as well the stage was just amazing it was like a massive stage and I was like interacting with the audience as well and then uh, are there any musicals that you've seen on television that you enjoy watching as well? 
I like watching Disney musicals, which are like the obvious ones. I've got to ask what your favourite Disney musical is in. Yeah, Little Mermaid, definitely. That's one of my favourite childhood films. So yeah, and Mamma Mia. I don't know if that's Disney, but... Mamma Mia? Mamma Mia is Mamma Mia is a great musical. Yeah. Number one or number two? Number two, I'll have to say. Like, I love number two. Thank you for that, Octavia. Becky, uh, Octavia there was just talking about what it's like in, in year nine, in upper fourth. What changes is she about to go through? How, how does it how does it look over the next few years for her? So at the end of year nine, so after the girls have done their exam, they get asked what specialism they want to choose for the next four years. So this is the point at which it starts to get really exciting because the students get to decide whether they want to be a speech and drama or acting a specialist or musical theatre or communication skills. And they also get to choose whether they want to work as an individual or a pair. Excellent. Okay, well, let's just jump back to Octavia for a second. Have you got any idea which specialism you might want to choose in that case? Uh, well, we're putting you on the spot here because I don't think you've had a chance to think about this. I think from what I've heard, I've maybe speech and drama and like maybe musical theatre, but I can't decide between the two. But you can do both, though, I hear. Oh, OK. So then I will definitely choose both. <laughs> OK, well, we're not going to hold you to this. It's, it's totally fine. All good. OK. And Becky, just back to you in that case. Tell me about the actual exams. I mean, which which board is used for the exams? So we use Trinity. We've used them for years and years and years. We find they are the best for our school type. So one of the reasons why we made the switch from Lambda to Trinity many years ago was because um, there's no set texts with Trinity, which I believe at the time there were for Lambda. Mm -hmm. And also we are a school full of girls and we wanted to be able to cross-gender cast and not have to only do plays that involve girls. And that historically had always been a problem. So we find Trinity to be a really flexible, approachable uh, exam board and all of the exams have equivalents. So if a student comes to us and they've uh, always done Lambda, it's not normally a problem for them to do Trinity. They normally pick it up absolutely fine. And then for girls that are joining the school in the sixth form, are, are they able to join in or is it too late for them? No, it's never too late. Um, and we actually sometimes have students who might, I had one this year who decided she wanted to do communication skills for the first time and she jumped straight in at grade eight. So it, never say never. Um, and what we tend to do is we put students on the equivalent grade for their year group. And if for whatever reason we need to, for them to do a grade six instead of a grade seven, for example, they can do. And we also offer exams. There's a thing called the RADA Shakespeare Award, which is with uh, RADA Drama School. And the Shakespeare Award is a completely separate exam to Trinity, and it's for our upper fifth upwards. And it offers the opportunity for students to explore their love of Shakespeare texts in a slightly different context. They work with a graduate or a current tutor at RADA, and it's a much more interactive exam so it's more they don't call it an exam uh, an award an experience and so it's more like working with a speech and drama teacher really I think that's the experience of the students I haven't done one of them myself but the well, Eliza's nodding so that's a good sign yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's more like working with a tutor it's just it 
it's really exciting working with somebody different and the RADA examiners are fabulous. And we've had a few instances of students, we've got one happening this year, they don't pick up RADA until sixth form and you have to start with the bronze with RADA, but they want to achieve their gold. So we've fast tracked them through. So they do their bronze in the Michaelmas term, they do their silver in the summer term so they can still achieve the gold with the rest of the cohort in upper sixth. I see, I see. Becky, I asked both the girls what their favourite musicals were. Mm. Uh, what if I asked you the same question? It's impossible. <laughs> it is impossible. I, 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 there's very few musicals that I don't love. Mm -hmm. There are a few, but very few. Um, at the moment, mm, I'm still very much into Hamilton. It still does it for me. But yeah, there aren't many musicals you could sit me in front of that I'd walk out of. And I'm thinking about some of the people listening to this, and they, they might be thinking, "Oh, what what about Les Mis or, or whatever?" You know, what 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 other what other musicals have you seen that you've enjoyed? Oh, I mean, I've seen lots and lots and lots of musicals. The thing I love about the musical theatre that we do here is that the students can bring their own musicals and their own songs to the lessons. Mm -hmm. So especially once they specialise from lower five upwards, if they come along and they they've always wanted to sing I Dreamed a Dream from Les Mis, then they can have that experience. Uh, we also have very, very, very talented musical theatre teachers. Um, and I have the pleasure of having an office back to back with one of the, uh, <laughs> and you get taught in that room, Eliza. So we, we hear everything. And so we hear these wonderful harmonies. And quite often it is the musical theatre teachers as well joining in with their students. So the students get that experience of working with a professional performer, which is such a joy for them. And it's fantastic to listen to. I think I might know the answer to this next question. But for girls that go on to university and, and maybe they go on and, and they, they don't continue this in a formal education sense, do you find that they pick it up in their spare time and that they do something else speech and drama related or, or maybe they join a, a choir or something like that at university, something that they may not have done had they not done this when they're here at Down? Well, I think if you do something like speech and drama, musical theatre or communication skills, it's just giving you an opportunity to explore your love of the creative arts through a different outlet. And that doesn't go away. It only grows and only develops over time. So the wonderful thing is that it, it really doesn't matter whether you uh, did it in your first or your seventh year of school, you can come back to it later and you can pick up that uh, song that you used to know and enjoy singing it in a choir. Or also, it makes you a better audience member if you know what it takes. We all know... For the vast majority of people, going to the theatre or going to see a show or watching TV, watching a film, it's something that we enjoy. It's entertainment. It's there to be enjoyed. But those people who understand that it is a craft and it is a profession and it takes so much dedication and ability to be able to tell those stories seamlessly, I think that makes for a very special type of audience member who understands what it takes to tell those stories. And then last question, how could parents go about signing up for these extra lessons? Absolutely. So we have the admissions gateway online and that gives them the opportunity to sign up for their lessons. And through that, there's also access to our information booklet. So the information booklet outlines everything far more eloquently than I can in a chat and has a whole bunch of frequently asked questions. And it has all my contact details on there as well if they have any specific questions. Excellent. Well, we've spoken about musical theatre, we've spoken about speech and drama, we've spoken about communication as well. I think the girls have communicated with us brilliantly uh, this afternoon. So girls, 
Thank you, first of all, very much to you two. Eliza, thank you to you. Thank you very much. And Otavia, thank you to you. Thank you very much. And Becky, lastly, thank you to you. Thank you for talking to us today. It's been really good hearing all about this. Thank you. A pleasure. So that's it for this episode. To find out more, check out the school's website, downhouse.net. And our next episode is coming out soon. But in the meantime, thank you for listening to this one. Don't forget to follow or subscribe so you can stay in touch. And we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.